So it's shocked in the Gaelica this week, and we're going to go to some television. Uh, Ask Gaelica. Uh, Epic is a TV series that was released as part of the 1916 Rising Commemorations, but it paints rural life, rural Irish life for young people in a light that hadn't been done before. It's a real sidestep for TG Carr from their usual themes. No other young people's program on the channel would address drug use, underage drinking, or the dangers of social media. And writer Michael Mike O'Leary had that in his mind when he was writing the series. Yeah, I think that was something that kind of attracted me to the project in the first place, um, because I think it's a very interesting time to be a teenager in a rural town because, well, one, you know, I suppose, you know, no other time or, or a country's history has rural towns being dying in a, in a way that they are. But equally, you know, at no other time have kids been able to kind of like straddle these two worlds, like the very, very provincial, but then the global, like, you know, they have one foot in kind of like these back alley towns and then another foot in like, you know, like you say, like the, the Instagram, the Tumblr, the YouTube, whatever, they're, they're able to make it kind of like, you know, uh, um, a, a splash uh, globally. Um, mm. So I think that, you know, it's a very interesting time to be a kid um, or be a teenager in, in, in those places. Yeah, did, um, so I think that's what, when, you know, that's what attracted me to it. So did you spend any time talking to people living in the recession hit Ireland? Yeah, so um, I, I mean, I'm actually, like, I'm from Cork, but I'm living in London, but I actually went yeah. to Galway to write it. Um, and okay. we we kind of met with a, um, a couple of, like, no, I wouldn't call them focus groups, but they were, like, groups from, like, you know, drama, drama schools and stuff like that. And we kind of just sat down and we talked to them. We kind of said, like, you know, what are the issues facing kind of like you today? And, like, what are your attitudes to you know, um, kind of, I suppose, uh, figure of authority, and uh, what do you think? It was more kind of like trying to get into the head of, like, you know, what were the unique challenges facing um, uh, yeah. teenagers today? And um, so you yeah. must have got plenty of good anecdotes and stuff from them, did you? Yeah. Any good <laughs> yeah. stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there, there's one, um, you know, there's one character, uh, Claire, who's um, kind of a wayward mom of one of the characters. And, uh, she very much like came from um, just this one comment that like you know uh, one of the girls was saying that like her friends her mom was always saying like oh you know you look grand if you had a bit of blusher on um, <laughs> and that was one of the things that really like it, it stayed to the, the to the last script I mean there was other stuff that kind of were lost along the way but mm. um, but yeah but yeah yeah and so it was a lot of research it's pretty, well, it's actually, yeah. I mean like it's pretty wild I mean like you know I'm. Uh, I'm kind of like I'm 32 now. I'm kind of like hearing these kids kind of like talk about how the, the big thing for me was like how much they weren't drinking, how much kind of like that they were kind of like you know they they'd see kind of like like drinking and, and a lot of drug taking and it's kind of like the excesses of like their parents and stuff. And that to me was kind of shocking yeah. because uh, you know there was nothing else to do uh, for us when we were growing up and drinking. Yeah, so you had to kind of stretch it a little, did you? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it was, it was sort of like we had. I suppose in the kind of like. In the episode, you know, in the, in the series, we have kind of like only really one big kind of like party thing. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, I suppose if you look at something like Skins, which was made nearly 10 years ago now, uh, you know, it's like every episode was like them getting tuned and them taking like, you know, drugs or whatever. So we decided, you know, it was kind of like we used it sparingly. And like, you know, yeah. Mm. So, well, yeah, I think kind of like if you had that, like just them getting out, getting out of there, not the whole, <laughs> the whole series, yeah. it would actually look like really, really dated. You, uh, so, yeah, yeah, you would get a bit fed up of it if it's if it's doing that all the time, really. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, again, with the characters, did you, did you? They were all based from your your uh, your research camp in Galway, I suppose, or or or, they, <laughs> or a few based off people you knew. Or um, I mean, it's kind of like I suppose it's a weird alchemy um, because you know with these shows, kind of like you, 
don't want to like go towards cliches. You want to like create cliche characters, but at the same time, you kind of want to like hang the characters on certain kind of archetypes. Mm. So it was a kind of a mix of like, you know, different types of character archetypes, but also kind of societal issues that we thought you know teenagers were kind of facing. Yeah. Um, you know, so like you know, Mona, for example, like her mom had her when she was fifteen, so she kind of like you know this. 31 year old mom like for you know for the 16 year old daughter and she you know she kind of symbolizes the whole kind of like you know that the, the generation of teenagers today are kind of like a little bit irresponsible and, and kind of won't grow up and all that kind of stuff so i mean that kind of like was born from i suppose those um those talks with with, with the kids in, uh, in Galway. Mm. and you said yeah yeah as you say like mona there are a lot of strong kind of female characters and there's a moment in it like a fourth wall breaking moment where they're like oh yeah to just to test how a series or a tv show has uh enough feminism or something you have to yeah. have a, a, an extended conversation between two female characters i thought that was yeah really, i thought that was really was, good well, yeah the, the, the best they'll test yeah um yeah, so we, we kind of like, you know, I think that's something that like, you know, it's, it's very kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of a hot topic at the moment. And mm-hmm. I, I think there, you know, you have a choice. You can kind of like, kind of tackle it with a little bit kind of like tongue in cheek or just kind of like you say, a bit kind of, I suppose, meta in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And with a show with kind of like, you know, a show like Epic where we kind of like tried to kind of like be a little bit like anarchic and a little bit kind of tongue in cheek. We thought that was the best way to kind of like tackle that. But I mean, like it still was very important that like, you know, there were these kind of like strong female characters. Um, just because, you know, I, I think kind of like, especially in Irish television, um, you know, up until I suppose there's a bit of a dearth in there. Mm. Um, but also, like, you know, female characters are kind of like, you know, uh, kind of get pissed and vomit and kind of stuff like that. You know, just fun, rich, well rounded kind of female characters. It was, that was very important to us, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you you actually wrote for Misfits before. Did that stand to you when you were pitching for for this? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I um, yeah, straight out of college, I, I uh, got a job doing their like new media stuff, um, and mm. kind of worked on that for a couple of years, and then and I graduated into the writers' room, and then that was kind of why they initially approached me um, uh, with Maga Media, the production company. Mm. Um, just because I, I suppose they were kind of like keen to the kind of post-Watershed teenage teen drama kind of show um, and they I mean like you know when they approached me first it was kind of like man just got the wrong guy to show here like not only do I not speak Irish I'm also like musically retarded I mean just could not like you know it's like no 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 but um, I think they were quite keen that like you know that sensibility that kind of like um, kind of, you know, because comedy drama, I think, is a hard thing to to get right, um, yeah. especially the kind of ratio to comedy drama. And I think that's which was something that um, they really kind of nailed it, um, uh, that right balance. And I think they were kind of like keen to bring that sensibility over to um, Epic. Yeah. So, so are you're not you're not a Gilgore then, no? Or are you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so was that difficult, yeah, um, or did you get someone to translate the script? Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, it was, yes, we got a, 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 a translator involved. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, uh, the, you know, the whole fact that I suppose you kind of study Irish for like 14 years and you know, mm. um, you know, everyone has like rudimentary understanding of the language. So I think that kind of stood to me that like, you know, you knew what kind of like, you know, I suppose 
you know, when you're writing in English, there's some tools that kind of like weren't available, um, uh, you know, yeah. in terms of kind of, I suppose, how you construct sentences and jokes and kind of stuff like that. Yeah. And knowing, having that kind of rudimentary knowledge of the language kind of like made you aware of things that you weren't able to use that would have been kind of lost in the translation. Um, yeah. And it, it just kind of meant that, you know, there was other things like, you know, you kind of ramp up the physical comedy um, and kind of things like that. So it was, you know, it was, it, I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was translating and stuff, but at the same time, that kind of like, you know, primary school, secondary school education really stood to me, to, to me I think. Yeah, it was always kind of in your mind whenever you were writing this. Uh, like, you mentioned music there, and arguably you could have done this without some of the music scenes in it. Was it important to, to you that they be in there, or was it important to the producers? Well, I think it was kind of like, that was initially um, the the kind of like the, the, the USB of the show. I think it was kind of like on the back of like all those, you know, T.G. Lurgan and Sholin and mm. all these kind of like um, uh, translation songs that were, were, were really popular um, about two years ago when we first started the project. And I think that was something that T.G. Carrick kind of like, you know, wanted to like, you know, wanted to involve. And I think as well, music is a real draw because it's kind of, even if you don't have the language, you know, you're, it, it works really well in T.G. Mm. Carrick. Yeah. Um, so I think they were kind of like, yeah, they were quite keen to do that. And then as we kind of like got, on, got down further and further into the show, we kind of realized that like the cooler songs were, the cooler musical moments were the times when it wasn't kind of like, I suppose what you'd call, like, you know, it, it, they, they were the breaks from reality. They weren't the kind of like the moments when they like, when the characters knew they were singing in the okay. kind of like the reality of the show. It was like these little kind of like reveries, these like uh, magic realist moments, which kind of like, like you know, portray what was going on inside the character's head. Yeah. Um, and I think that they were the cooler moments. So it was kind of like, you know, the bits that were nothing like Glee and, and a bit more kind of, I don't know, Twins Peaky, I suppose. Yeah, and did you pick the music yourself, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like, well, that was an interesting process because like, you know, so much of it had to do with the narrative and to do with characterization. Mm. And you would pick a song and, then the producers would go off and try and uh, secure the rights. And sometimes the bands weren't too happy because, like, you know, because we were translating. Um, and for the translation to scan, sometimes you'd have to kind of like change one or two of your lyrics. Mm. And some bands, um, would I mention any names? <laughs> uh, <laughs> go <call> on. Uh, <laughs> weren't, uh, weren't too happy about that. Um, so we had to then, you'd have to like go away. And like sometimes it would just be the absolute perfect song for like, you know, the end of, a, the end of an episode. Um, and you'd have to go away and try and like find a, a, a new song just fit, that fit as, as well as a, as well as the old one. That's which was you know frustrating, but it was also um, enjoyable. Yeah, point. you don't take these things into account whenever you're watching the when whenever you're watching the series. Actually, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. a lot of background work that goes into these series. Oh, totally. I mean, like, yeah, it's, I think you know the the fact that uh, you know any television shows get made is, is a sheer miracle. Like, it's you know. <laughs> What you see on screen, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the end result of work of so many, you know, people and just hours and yeah, yeah. Mm. And so, uh, whenever you're watching it back, actually, did did it come out the way you thought it would come out? Um, yeah, I don't think anything kind of ever does, and that's a no. good thing in a way. Because yeah, I think you know, television is so collaborative, um, so much more than kind of I think, like you know, film is collaborative as well, but television especially, I think. So you kind of like when, especially as a writer, you kind of have to like, you know, finish your scripts and just kind of give them over to the production. You kind of like, you have to kind of relinquish authorship in a way because, um, you know, there's so many different people involved in the thing and so many people putting in their own kind of like creativity and their own time. And stuff. 
So I think you kind of have to like put whatever you thought it was going to turn out like to the back of your head and just kind of like embrace this, this brand new thing. Mm. Um, I mean, I think, you know, Louise and, uh, did an amazing job and the cast are just, you know, are incredible. Um, and it was, you know, such a, an amazing surprise. I've like, seen it for the first time. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's, but, you know, the cast, which is such a kind of rare thing for Irish television, are like this, you know, five completely unknown actors. Um, you know, if you, if you look at most shows, like, it's, it's kind of like there's a, a bit of a revolving doors in, 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 um, in terms of, like, the actors that, that are seen on screen. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, Louise and the producer here just went out and, you know, absolutely threw the, the, ca- the nest wide and, and uh, cast the nest wide and um, just brought these like, five incredible, incredible actors out of nowhere. Mm, indeed. Um, so, Epic will be, it'll be wrapping up this week, Shatna uh, Gelliga, actually, quite appropriately. Mm. Will there be more from Epic? Um, well, I think there's, 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 you know, there's so much more stories in, in there for the uh, for the characters, um, whether or not, um, oh, you know, we're kind of like discussing with the channel at the moment, um, so it's all up in the air. It's all okay. Okay. Well, we'll look out for developments in that front anyway. Cool. Uh, all right, Mike O'Leary, uh, thanks very much for coming on. No worries. Thanks very much, Ryan.